coming to you from the Woodland Baptist Ministry Center, home of the Woodland Baptist Church, on December 25th, 2022. The scene, Joseph talking after Jesus' birth. Thank you for asking, Simeon. Mary and baby Jesus are resting, and I just thought I'd come outside. I should be resting too. It's been a night. But I'm just wound up. You have one of those times when your mind is running a mile a minute and and you can't stop it. So if I dump on you a little bit, I just want to tell you what's what's filled my heart and I want to share it with you. I grew up like thousands of other Jewish boys. Grew up in a home, uh, was taken to the synagogue, trained by the rabbis. We learned all those stories. You know those great stories of the Old Testament? And those people, Adam, Eve. And then we had, of course, Father Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Joseph. And Moses. Who could forget Moses? And King David, and I especially like King David because he had those mighty men that went around with him. And what young guy doesn't want to be a mighty man like Joe, like David and his and his gang of guys? But I was like most other young boys growing up. As I looked at my future and what it held, it could probably be repeated by hundreds, if not thousands, of others that we would go through our life and at a fairly early age get married and raise a family and this process would repeat and repeat and repeat just like it had for my father and and his father before him and before him. I suppose one difference between some of those heroes in the Old Testament and, and today is the influence of Rome. Rome, while it seems to have his fingers in everything that we do, did bring something to us, and that was a kind of a peace, in the sense that I didn't really have to worry about growing up and having to go off to war. That was Rome's thing. But we could, we could see Rome in our everyday life all the time. And it had an influence. And so things went along pretty much on plan till about a year ago when my father Jacob made a covenant with Mary's dad that, that we would get married. And there was a dowry given by my dad to Mary's dad and then me to the family as well. There was 
to dowry, so to speak, there to protect this, this promised marriage. And we entered into this covenant arrangement. I thought this is just the next thing that happens. And shortly after this happened, Mary heard about a relative of hers in Judea by the name of Elizabeth. And she wanted to go down and visit. And as long as she was safe and went, that was okay. I was prepping for our marriage as it would come. And she traveled down to Judea to see Elizabeth and Zacharias. Evidently, she was an older relative and, and was expecting a child. And the circumstances as it came filtering back to where we were was that this child of hers was announced by an angel in the temple when Zacharias was serving. And Mary went down to be with her. I didn't think too much of it. I mean, it's an interesting story, but I had other things to do and I was working with my dad on projects as trained as a craftsman. And so time went by and after about three months or so, <clears throat> Mary returned. And things then started going in a different direction. For word got back to me that Mary was expecting. I can't tell you how that hit me. What was I to think? I knew I wasn't the dad. And here was my bride to be now expecting a child by, by someone I didn't know. I love Mary. But I didn't know what to do. It was probably one of the hardest things I've ever gone through. Rumors were already starting to swirl around in our little village of Nazareth. And they were nasty. And I wanted to to spare Mary, but I, I couldn't see any reason why we would go forward with this marriage when she had a, a child by another guy. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation, maybe not like that, but where your whole world sort of collapsed in on you. And you were put in such a tough spot to know what to do. What choices to make. 
None of them seem like a good one. Mary could be taken outside the city and stoned, according to law, for immorality, breaking the marriage covenant. But I was just minded to try and put her away quietly. But days went by and I wrestled and I wrestled. And don't think I didn't have some friends who gave me advice as to what to do. Family members, fellow workers, guys I had gone to the synagogue with. They all had their opinions on what I should do. And when I was in the middle of wrestling with this, I fell into fitful sleep one night and I had a dream. Now, most of the time, I can't remember what dreams I have. You know, I have them and then I get up in the morning and I can't remember. This one I remember. An angel appeared to me and told me not to be afraid to take Mary as, as my wife. And what was conceived in her was of the Holy Spirit. And when this child was to be born, I was to name him Jesus, for he was going to save his people from their sins. Emmanuel, God with us. I can tell you that the next morning when I got up, all this stuff was burned into my brain. And now I knew what I needed to do. And I did it. I committed to marrying Mary. And it wasn't long before that was accomplished. People said, you're a fool. Who would believe a story like what Mary is sharing? She conceived by the Holy Spirit. Sure, right. And Joseph, you're just as bad because you're going along with this. You're believing this nonsense. But I believed what the angel had said to me. And we got married. And I, I, I want to share here something with you, Simeon. This, as I said, was a devastating time. But what was remarkable about it to me is this could have just blasted our relationship all apart. But our willingness to obey what God had to say actually melded us together. And this one who the city accused of all sorts of things, Mary, and me, who was accused of being 
Daffy for believing all of this. We came to share our stories together and we realized what God was up to. Well, at least in part. <laughs> and she began to tell the story of what happened when she went on this trip down to see Elizabeth. Elizabeth had become pregnant after she had passed the time of having kids. And she said that it was a gift from God as well. And I tell you, after the angel had appeared to me and I scurried off to see Elizabeth because the angel had told me about her circumstances, boy, our hearts were knit together having these common experiences. And in fact, when I approached Elizabeth, she cried out, the mother of my Lord. Wow. And as Mary shared this story with me, how the angel had appeared, then the trip to, to see Zacharias and Elizabeth, and to have that experience there, and then coming back, and then my experience with the dream, we began to piece together what God was up to. There was something special going on here. Well, Simeon, I, I can just tell you over the, the next few months then, we just spent more and more time together. Some of our friends, quote unquote, had turned their backs on us. They treated us like outcasts and that pushed us closer together. And we began to share more and more and our hearts were knit together. But I mentioned uh, growing up with Rome and its influence. And the reason I'm here talking with you today is because of Rome. They wanted us to be registered to tax, and this is my hometown. And so we traveled from Nazareth down here to Bethlehem. And as we traveled on the road, Mary and I had plenty of time to talk for the journey took many days couldn't move very fast now because it was she was well along in her pregnancy and we reflected on this journey to Bethlehem and we shared stories that we knew stories like Ruth the Moabitess saying your people would be my people and your God God, where you go, I will go. And she came to Bethlehem and met Boaz. And then she became a person in the royal line to King David. And David's city 
Bethlehem is where we were headed. <coughs> and we had to smile a little bit. Now, Simeon, I don't know if you believe in the providence of God, but had to smile that we probably would have had Jesus in Nazareth if it hadn't been for Rome sending us on this journey. And Jesus then would be born in the city of David. A lot of good times talking on the road. It wasn't comfortable for Mary, that's for sure. And then when we got here, we were looking for a place to stay. Because this is the town where my family lived, I hope to stay with one of them, but others were had moved this direction for the same reason we had. And when we got here, there was no guest rooms whatsoever in any of the households of any of the families that we knew. But one took pity on us and we got to stay in the stable. And then it was time. See, I mean, I don't know if you, you have any children, you have gone through the experience of being there when your wife gives birth to a child. I tell you, that wasn't a common experience for me. And to, have to see that and to go through that, wow. You know, it was almost secondary that we were in the stable because the focus was right there on me giving birth to this child. And I tell you, Mary did a great job. She was as nervous as I. And she went through all the labor. I, I just tried to assist as best I could. And this boy came out. He's beautiful. I suppose every dad says that. But he was. And I got to hold him in my arms. I can't tell you all the things that I was thinking. But I was impressed by the fact that I was responsible. And I wondered, why? Why did God pick me? I'm nobody special. And now I'm responsible, actually holding the Son of God in my arms. I tell you, I'm still overwhelmed by that thought. 
just when everything seemed to calm down. And all that had sort of come to back to normal. In burst some, some shepherds of all things. And they were all talking at once and all pointing at the at Jesus. And, and, and I don't know what to make of it. And they said that it that an angel and then a whole chorus of angels had had appeared to them up on the hillside and told them that there was a child born in the city of David, a Savior, Christ the Lord. And they would come to the town and find Mary myself and the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. And then the angels were gone, and the shepherds came. <laughs> of course, they, they had to tell us all that, because all we knew was they came into the stable, and there they were, and they were talking mile a minute, and they, and they wanted to hold the child. They didn't know what to make of it. Mary sat there <laughs> pondering the whole thing. But it didn't, didn't seem like long and then as boisterous as they came, they left. And we could hear them going out into the streets and, and stopping people and telling others of their experience and what they had seen and what they had heard. What a night. What a night. I'm here to tell you, Simeon, this year has been a year I'll never forget. And I wonder, after the experiences that I had, Mary had and we had together I'm impressed that this baby really is someone special and I don't know what the future holds angel said to me that he would be the savior and he would save his people from their sins I don't know how that's all supposed to happen but I believe it will happen I can't imagine what the future holds for us Sam, Simeon, I, I really sort of dumped this all on you. But I sort of had to get it out of my head and, 
off my heart and, and share it with somebody. I was about ready to burst. But now, events of the last 24 hours have caught up with me and I better go in and get some rest. Thanks for being so gracious and listening to me. And you have a good day.